storms. Uh, we some some of us have maybe gone through really bad storms in our in your life. Here in Manitoba, we usually don't get a whole lot of of really terrible storms. Uh, we can have a tornado from here, you know, every now and then. That can be very devastating. But for the most part, we don't get really bad storms. We may be out of power for a day or a couple hours, maybe a, maybe a day or two at the most. Uh, but we do have the odd storm that, that does come in and really uh, is quite intense. But there may be some of you that in, in, in your travels around the world have been in certain storms that were very scary. And then you really weren't sure what was going to happen uh, if you're if you've been in a plane and there's been a lot of turbulence and a bit of a storm outside, that can be pretty scary, uh, being so far from the ground and not knowing really what's going to happen. And so when you go through a storm, you can be uh, really fearful of what is about to happen, the uncertainty of storms. I was thinking this week as I was thinking about storms, I've never really been in a really bad storm where I felt like I was really in danger of my life, uh, but I've seen a lot of the aftermath of storms, and it got me thinking in, in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and a year later, uh, I was able to be, I had the opportunity to go down there with a group from, from Winnipeg and a, a few people from other places, and we went down to help with the cleanup. And when we went, when we got down there, this was a year after the hurricane and the flood, flooding had hit. But there was just massive devastation because of the storm that hit New Orleans. We walked through uh, a, a couple pictures here. I walk, we walked through, these aren't my own personal ones, I couldn't find mine, but uh, we walked through neighborhoods where the entire block looked like this, where they were boarded up, where they were... Uh, abandoned somewhere in certain levels of repair and construction. Some hadn't been touched in a year at all. Uh, others were starting to, to rebuild a little bit. But you'd go through blocks and blocks and you go from street to street and you'd see this devastation that this storm caused. Uh, we were able to help out in, at the, with the church there and we went to one of the, one of the church buildings there and Basically, the, the bottom six feet or so of, of the building, it all had to be torn down to the frame, and everything had to be replaced, and it was a lot of work, and we were able to spend our week there helping uh, the church there with their building and also other people throughout the community uh, clean up. And, you know, we would think after a storm, even, you know, some bad storms we have, you know, it takes a little while to clean up, and we take our time, and... And something like this, such a massive storm like this, uh, that even a year later, the people had barely been able to scratch the surface of cleaning it up. Uh, we went to, right down to the Gulf of Mexico, and this is what most of the houses looked like. It was just basically the concrete slab was left, and you'd see debris that was still there. Um, sometimes you'd, you'd see a, a bathtub sitting there, or a toilet sitting there, or something like that, but really, no structure left, and just streets and streets of nothingness. And we talked to different people that were there, and uh, 
that lived right on the coast around the Gulf of Mexico there, and they told us their stories. Uh, we actually met somebody that was uh, from Saskatchewan, a small town in Saskatchewan too, and we were there, and we had no idea he was there, which was kind of neat. Uh, but we, we listened to their stories. Uh, while they were in the storm, what they were thinking and what was happening, and, and then after they left, and they were so uncertain of what they were coming back to, uh, and they'd come back and they would see their home completely destroyed. So we, we have these fierce storms that can come up, physical, literal storms, that can come and hit us and impact us in ways that we are really unknown of how it's going to affect us. And we talked to many people there about how they dealt with it afterwards. And many of them talked about their faith and their relationship with God. And they realized that this was hard, that they had lost a lot of things, but they were still alive, and most, you know, many people they knew were still okay. And they were able to use the faith they had and the trust in God that things will turn around and that they are okay. And that was very encouraging. So this morning we're going to look at a story in, in the Bible where there's a fierce storm coming up. And we're going to see how the disciples react to this storm and how Jesus reacts to the storm and the conversation that takes place. So we're going to look at Mark chapter... Mark chapter 4. And this here we, uh, we see the account here of Jesus calming the storm. So Mark 4, starting in verse 35. It says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. Now, I haven't really been in a, much of a storm on the sea before. I've been in a, in, in a ferry in, in Thailand, and we were there going from one island to, the, to another, and it was pretty... Uh, windy and the waves were getting pretty high and I was getting pretty sick. But that's about the most, and I never felt like we were going to flip over or anything like that. We had to get in the lifeboats or nothing. I didn't, it never got to that point. Uh, so I don't really know exactly how it would really feel. You know, these were guys that were used to the sea. Um, so these guys were fishermen. They knew what it was like to be out there. They had been out there, I'm sure, in other storms before. So they had some experience with this. But this one seemed to be a little different than other ones that they had experienced before. They were really scared. 
And they, they go to Jesus to see what, what they're going to do. And they find Jesus just sleeping. Jesus is perfectly content to just sleep and relax and not be concerned with what's going on. The disciples wake him up and they, they say, do you, don't you care if we drown? That's their reaction to the storm. Don't you care? You're sleeping. Don't you care? And Jesus reacts by completely calming the wind and the waves in an instant. And it stops. The disciples didn't really know what was going to happen. They were fearful for, for their lives. They, even though they were familiar with some storms before, they really didn't know how this was going to turn out. They were really scared. And they wanted something from Jesus. They wanted him to do something, or how, how, what are we going to do here? We're in this storm where the waves are coming over the boat. We, we might drown here. And they look to Jesus. And I try to imagine this week what it would be like in that boat as this huge storm is coming up that, to, to such a degree that they think they're going, going overboard and could drown. And you turn over and you see Jesus sleeping. And the thought you would have when you saw that. How could, so, how could anybody be sleeping during something like this? And you can imagine their fear and their uncertain nature about what to do. Then they see this amazing thing happen. That Jesus wakes up, but he's calm, and he just speaks to the nature around them, and it calms down. They say there in, in, in verse 40, uh, or verse 41, sorry, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. These are men that had seen Jesus do things for a while now. They've seen Jesus perform miracles and heal people and and all the amazing things Jesus had done. And they're still asking, who is this? Look at what he's done. Now he's controlled nature. And they're still learning about who to put their trust in. We don't, we don't have the advantage of having Jesus with us, right, physically beside us in our, in our boat or in our lives. Then when we're going through a big storm, we can look over and ask for help, as these disciples had. But we do still have Jesus with us, just in a little bit of a different way than they did. They needed to put their trust in Jesus and know that Jesus will take care of them. And we need to do the same thing. That we still have Jesus with us to help us, to protect us, to guide us. When we are in these storms where we don't know how long it's going to last, 
We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know if, you know, it seems like we're ne it's never going to stop. We're never going to be able to get out of it. And we're uncertain of, of how it's all going to end. We know that we can put our trust in Jesus, that he is there, that he can calm us, and he can keep us focused on what truly is important. The disciples focused on the storm and the danger of the storm, where they realized they needed to focus on Jesus, not the storm. They saw something different with Jesus on this day. And that was why their reaction was so strong. They had seen him do amazing things, but this was almost to another level. That he did something they didn't think would be possible to do. And we too have to be able to think in that way. That Jesus can do things that we cannot imagine. That things will happen in the world and in our lives that we can't explain. That are so amazing that we never thought it could actually happen. And all we have to do is to have faith in him, is to trust him, and let him take control. As we encounter fear in our lives, we need to remember that we are not alone. That we do not live our lives alone. As Christians, we have Jesus with us all the time. We have the Spirit living in us. We have God wanting to have a relationship with us on a daily basis. Wanting us to trust Him, have faith in Him. There will be times when we're scared and uncertain of the future, as these men were on the, in the boat. But the thing we need to remember is that we have someone with us who is able to calm the storm. That's powerful enough to help us, help us handle any situation we go through. As if we talk to people in, in New Orleans and Louisiana there after the hurricane, and they talked about their faith, and they knew that their house was going to be destroyed, they knew their stuff was going to be gone. But the storm could never be powerful enough to wipe their faith away. In many cases, it strengthened their faith as they worked together as a community to help people re rebuild homes and rebuild businesses. <coughs> That after something incredible like that, people come together and they work hard. And they see the things that they've gone through together and they talk with each other and say, how did you deal with it? And it was an opportunity for many of those Christians in that, in that city, in that state, to show their faith to the people around them. So how they got through the storm, why they were able to still be so faithful, so cheerful after something like that.
There will be moments in our life where we feel like we are just under a heavy storm. But if we keep our faith, if we keep our trust, and we look over to Jesus, and we see what is Jesus doing? How is he acting? What is he like while the storm is surrounding us? And we can see that calm nature, that undeterred uh, thought that he could stop it at any moment. And that he can do amazing things that we can't even imagine. We can show no fear when going through our storms when we have Jesus on our side. 